Welcome back to Channel Chat. I'm your host, Amity Shed, and we have grain marketing expert Matt Bennett joining us from the Combine today. Um, we're going to record a podcast talking about the supply and demand report that was released a little bit earlier today by the USDA. Matt, thanks for taking the time to join us. I know you're out there busy harvesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, but uh, kind of a big day, you know, with the report out. So I think there's plenty that we can uh, kind of talk about and digest today. Yep, I agree. What was your first impression when you saw the report come out this morning and how are you seeing farmers react? Well, you know, I think that the producer uh, typically is going to roll their eyes anytime we get a report that we see a negative reaction on the Board of Trade. You know, obviously, uh, the corn yield uh, jumped a little bit from 168.2 to 168.4, which I think a lot of folks had felt like it would continue to get uh, adjusted lower as we got throughout the season. I'm not totally sure that the USDA had enough data, enough hard data just yet to be able to say, uh, you know, whether there was going to be a drop in production or not. But, you know, I think most producers are probably not overly thrilled with it. You know, when you look at the reaction, obviously... Uh, the corn market really kind of took it on the chin today, mm-hmm. uh, down 13, 14 cents. Soybean market was trying to stay in positive territory, but I think there was just, you know, too much bearishness that was spilling over from the corn uh, pit. And it, it essentially uh, uh, drugged the soybean market from higher markets to unchanged on the day. Right. And how does, we were just talking a week and a half ago about the quarterly grain stocks report. How does that affect or play into the report that was released today? Right. And so the report today, just to try to cover several bases, you know, as far as soybeans were concerned, they did drop the yield, you know, which is a nice thing to see, uh, given that uh, most of us had felt all along that, you know, that yield might be just a little bit too high. So that yield was dropped to 46.9 from, uh, you know, uh, 47.9 last month. Average analyst guess was 47.3. Interestingly, on soybeans, you know, last week, as you uh, alluded to, they lost a few uh, bushels as far as your quarterly stocks go. They they trimmed that uh, clear down to 913 million bushels. You know, those translated into today's uh, balance sheets. And then you ended up with a, you know, a stocks number uh, for soybeans that was actually, uh, you know, clear down to 460 million bushels, which, you know, it's a significant adjustment from last month's 640. Now, as far as corn's concerned, yeah, the yield jumped just a shade. Uh, harvested acres actually decreased just by 200,000 acres, but that ended up giving you a, a carryout today, you know, 1.92 billion bushels, which the average analyst guess was 1.76. Obviously, the trade was not looking for a number that high. Mm-hmm. Now, the quarterly stocks report last week essentially said that you know, uh, traders were off by about 300 million bushels as far as what we have in reserves. And so uh, there was definitely a, a bullish report. Uh, the USDA said that they'd underestimated feed demand. That feed demand uh, number from last year, last marketing year, that was adjusted uh, just this past week, translated into this uh, particular supply and demand report. The problem we've got is for the crop that we're harvesting right now, mm-hmm. uh, the USDA actually lowered uh, feed and residual usage, you know, below last year's number by about 300 million bushels. So uh, we have record livestock on hand. It's definitely a head scratcher. Uh, feed and residual usage can comprise, uh, you know, quite a bit more than just feed usage. But bottom line is last year, this is where they really missed the mark. Uh, and typically when they miss the mark, Amity, what 
where they miss it is they'll say, hey, actually, we kind of messed up on last year's yield. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they didn't say that last week. So that would lead us to believe that uh, last year's yield is what they said it was all along. It's just that they missed on feed usage. So I'm I'm very surprised that they actually lowered feed usage from, I think, 5.615 billion bushels down to 5.3. Yeah, that's interesting. And we chatted a little bit about the weather that's coming in across the country. We're looking at snow in the north, frost hitting the south. How does the weather play into this report? What should farmers be considering with that weather in mind? You know, the the weather is definitely not addressed by any any uh, in any fashion with this report. And so whenever you come into this report, you know about what's going on with the weather. You've got to keep that in the back of your mind as, you know, yeah, today was obviously not a great day uh, for someone looking to sell corn. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what kind of losses are we going to see as far as production is concerned in the upper Midwest? Obviously, a premature freeze is going to hurt June planted corn in a lot of areas. And so that's going to impact test weight. That's going to impact quality. And so you know, are you going to have 1.92 billion bushels of quality corn when it's all said and done? And I think the easy answer uh, after what we're looking at for this weather situation developing is is that that's not going to be the case. In fact, uh, a couple of the people that I talked to in the meteorology world have said that not only are they going to get a significant amount of snow in the Dakotas, but you're also going to be looking at that system essentially kind of stalling out. And so cold weather is going to stick around. I'm afraid it's going to ruin a lot of soybeans. And second of all, it's probably going to uh, hurt corn production by, you know, a decent clip. It's anybody's guess as to how much, uh, but it's certainly not something that we should be ignoring. Exactly. And on the other hand, do you think there were some farmers and producers who are more concerned about the incoming weather and weren't as concerned about the report that came out today? You know, if I was in that part of the world, that would be me for sure. You know, (laughs) and I think a lot of, a lot of, you know, I think, uh, you know, if we want to talk about it this way, I do believe the market was paying pretty close attention to this weather earlier in the week. I think that's part of the reason why we've seen, you know, some support, especially in this corn market. Uh, last week, of course, we had a good week and most people expected us to kind of coast into this October supply and demand report without much change. Yet mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, we were up eight cents. And so I think that had a lot to do with weather. So you come into today and I guess the weather's still there. Uh, but whenever the USDA essentially uh, puts 200 million bushels into the ledger that most of us did not expect, you know, we have the same type of impact that we had last week when they removed 300 million bushels. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's definitely tough uh, to base your decisions on, uh, you know, what the USDA says, because sometimes there can be a little bit of a erratic nature to their reports. But at the same time, I guess I really don't want their job because it's quite a uh, 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 mound of data that they have to compile. I really don't want that job. <laughs> right. I'm with you. Yes. You're out harvesting today, and I know many are. There are some who haven't started yet. I know that's been kind of hit or miss across the country. With this report in mind, what should farmers consider as they move into harvest? You know, I think a few things come to mind. With the report, I don't want to get too beat up over it. We will trade these numbers, though. There's no question it's going to keep a little bit of a lid on on the corn rally that we, we saw trying to start to unfold. But as far as soybeans are concerned, there's a lot going for the bean market. Uh, not only was this report a friendly report, and you're looking at a carryout less than half of what people were saying just a couple of months ago, but you've got weather in South America that's extremely dry, uh, continues to show dry forecasts. You know, and then, of course, we've got the U.S. and China trade situation, and Lord only knows what's going to happen there. But 
uh, bottom line for me is the soybean market actually could be a little bit of a supportive factor for the corn market and may end up uh, being the case where corn doesn't get beat up too bad, uh, you know, as long as the soybean market continue to at least hang in there. If not, maybe build, you know, a little bit more premium. Now, one thing I also want to point out when we're talking about those two markets is that, you know, when we look ahead towards 2020, a lot of folks have talked about corn acreage being excessively high. Uh, a report like this, you know, you, you definitely have to scratch your head and ask, is that going to be the case whenever we uh, certainly are seeing some valuation changes, uh, you know, in producers? I don't think it's any, uh, any secret that, you know, we're still uh, not in excessively profitable situations. So I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's probably going to be a thing where people are going to have to take a real close look at soybeans. Uh, rather than just uh, doing what we did uh, for the most part here in 2019, which was push corn acreage uh, excessively. Because I don't think you're going to get those type of acreages uh, as far as corn's concerned without the kind of rally we saw last spring. And right now, that doesn't look very likely. Right. And thinking ahead, what is the next USDA report coming out? And what are your thoughts on any predictions of what that will show? I know a lot probably is wrapped up in how harvest is going to turn out. Right. And so basically, the November crop report is what is going to be the next big thing. There's nothing uh, in between here and there that's really going to be worth uh, watching. Uh, But the November crop report you know, they're going to have more data on hand than what they did this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's uh, major uh, crop losses, uh, especially in the upper Midwest or the frost freeze event, you know, ends up, uh, I guess, claiming more test weight uh, bushels, bushels through test weight than what people think, uh, that could be addressed in that November report. Now, the data is always compiled as of the first of the month. And so, you know, you've still got uh, quite a bit of time before we get those numbers. Uh, I don't think that you're going to see any huge movements uh, between now and then, but uh, things to keep in mind for producers is that corn basis right now uh, is actually very good historically, pretty much across the corn belt. And so uh, what the market is trying to tell producers, considering there's not a huge carry in the market and basis is good, is that they want those bushels now. Uh, as far as soybeans are concerned, there's about a 45 cent carry from November beans out to July and the basis stinks. And so the market's trying to tell producers, you know, it might be better for you to throw those beans in the bin. We're going to pay you good money uh, for those beans to come out later. We really don't want them right now. So we need to pay attention to what the market's trying to tell us. There's certainly strategies that producers can put together in place with what I just mentioned as far as the cash sales go mm-hmm. uh, to be able to uh, capture any sort of a rally that they might see later on, even if they're selling those bushels across the scale. Gotcha. Well, that's good advice. Matt, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I just know everyone's uh, hitting it pretty hard right now, as long as the weather's cooperating with them. And so, uh, you know, I definitely want to encourage everyone to be as safe as can be. Uh, I think we said that last week, but it's been a frustrating year, you know, uh, not only from weather standpoint, but marketing standpoint. And today was just another one of those fun days with the USDA report. So <laughs> right. uh, everybody just needs to be careful. And, uh, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry. Right. Good way to put it. And we wish the same for you, Matt, a safe and successful harvest. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Channel Chat. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.